Hi guys, um, I'm Harris. Uh, welcome to the HMO Diaries. It is the 8th of March. Um, I'm here with Steve. Say hello, Steve. Hello, Steve. Me. Um, so if you have joined us in previous weeks, um, you will know that Steve and I are here every Monday um, at 5.15, giving you a little bit of a rundown of what it's like to be a HMO operator, whether that's rent to rent whether you buy and own, whether it's HMO management. Um, and uh, what we also want to uh, remind you guys is obviously audience participation. If you've got any questions, um, you've got any, um, any challenges, uh, anything that we can help with whilst we're going live, then by all means, um, post a message in the chat box. Uh, sometimes we can see your name, sometimes we can't. Uh, so if you can just leave your name as well when you post, that'd be handy. Um, but other than that, uh, let's get on with, with the show, Steve. How has the last week been for you? Um, so last last week has been uh, good. Um I uh, couple of key things has uh, happened over the last uh, seven days. The, the first one was I spent um, a good proportion of time um, looking at our utility contracts. So mm. uh, they're due for renewal at the end of um, uh, the end of April. I thought it was beginning of April, but I, I managed to um, uh, get the wrong date. Right. So uh, an apologies. Um, that might happen once or twice. My cat is uh, is with me today. So, Monty. Um, yeah, so here's Monty, everyone. Uh, everyone, Monty. Monty, everyone. Um, <laughs> good boy. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's um, so. That, and a couple of interesting things have um, come out of it. Um, looking at our consumption uh, of energy across the portfolio between uh, 2020 um, has gone up more than I thought it would. Um, it's gone up by just over a third. Um, and it's yeah. something that I, I'd not really thought about, if I was honest with you, um, because uh, obviously with people being at home, um, they're spending more time at home. So I'm just going to move that that way a little bit. Um, the oh, they're obviously uh, um, they're at home more often, therefore the heating is probably a little bit more. Obviously we've had a, a bit of a cold snap as well. Uh, electricity costs have gone up um water costs have gone up so um again it just sort of comes back to um monitoring your uh, utility consumption and making sure that you've got enough money uh, to cover these bills so so when you when you build on your utilities it's either going to happen in one or two ways either you're going to be paying um a monthly amount and then periodically you'll submit a, a meter reading and then you might get an uplift um or yeah. um for whatever your consumption is now, uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the, the readings and uh, a lot of the data that um, the utility companies are working on are estimated readings because also no one's been out to check things. So uh, keeping an eye on your um, utility consumption, I think, is uh, massively important, particularly as we continue this lockdown going forward. So, so that's one uh, big project that uh, I've been working on. Um, the next is uh, rooms that are going to be coming available. Um, because obviously uh, the last I was looking back across our records, the last time I sold a room uh, was back in uh, quarter one of 2020. Um, and uh, my job to go out and do a viewing uh, on Friday and first viewing, uh, first person to see it, the room. 
So still got it. Hey. Got still it. got it. Still got the patter. Still got the charm. That's good. So I was I was super pleased about that because I was because obviously Corby is and and to be fair, I mean uh, a lot of people would much prefer to eat Corby viewing than than someone like me. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was uh, quite nice that I managed to got got the old sales patter still. So that was told. We got another. Um, three becoming available uh, later this month. So, um, spare room adverts are up, uh, linking in with uh, Mar uh, Facebook Marketplace, uh, uh, contacting our existing customers for uh, referrals. So, um, but these three these three rooms are all in the same house. Um, okay. Contract with three uh, three police cadets. Um, they were um, civilian contractors in Bedfordshire Police Force. Uh, and of course, everyone's working from therefore they're so they're going back to their homes uh, back up north. Um, so we've got three rooms uh, available. So through the processes to to get those, but that, that's kind of the the, the major um, activity that's been over the last week. Nice, yeah. We've um, we have got one, two. We've got uh, two rooms that are available right now. Go on, Monty. Get in the camera. Come on. Um, we've got uh, we've got two rooms that are available right now. Um, it was uh, really nice actually. Over the last week, um, I had one referral from uh, an existing housemate. Um, she referred a friend of hers uh, who ended up taking a room, which was awesome. Um, and you know, in return, uh, we give her a little cash bonus, which is always nice. Uh, and then we've also had. Had another housemate contact us who stayed with us for the majority of last year and then had to go back home to France. Um, and he reached out again, um, saying, Oh, I need a room because I'm going to be back. Originally, it was going to be he was going to be back this week, uh, but it now it turns out it's going to be the first week of April because uh, he's come back over from France. Have you got anything available? I said, Yeah, I've got a couple of options. So he's decided to take one of those as well, which is cool. Um, so that kind of it was nice to have those two uh, opportunities come up because you know it shows that we're clear, we're, we're doing something right. We might we might not be doing it right all the time, but there's something that we're doing right. If people are happy to come back to us for one, uh, and also people are happy to refer us to their you know to uh, other friends or other people that are looking for rooms. So that was that was really encouraging. Um, Still, you know, there's uh, a couple more vacancies that are coming up this month. So like you've been sticking uh, ads up on Spare Room and Open Rent and Spotter Home and uh, Baddy we use as well uh, and Facebook. Um, and we'll be going through Coho as well to um, to help host those. So, um, so yeah, it's all, it's all about that really. Um, and had, uh, so I think I mentioned on previous, uh, episodes that we have used Airbnb as well for sort of medium term stays like three months plus um, which has been okay it's provided some sort of um, cash flow during uh, lockdown when there was zero interest on on all the standard platforms but we're gonna uh, we're gonna phase that out now as you know the the anticipation is that we're going to come out of lockdown um, so the the onus now is really to to double down on on the marketing effort so um you know we've got an email list together so we're going to start um mail shotting people who've previously viewed with us 
um, to see whether they'd be interested in coming as well as, um, you know, doing the standard bits on uh, spare room and open rent um, and utilising social media a little bit more, well, a lot more, uh, particularly Instagram, uh, to see whether that garners some interest. Um, but yeah, like similar to you, not necessarily assessing utility costs, although we use Glide, um, who I know you mentioned on uh, Clubhouse earlier today. So I actually sent some updated meter readings and our balance got reduced. Hey! hey. Uh, bonus. Still owe them money, but owe them less money, which is amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's handy. But um, like you, I'll be going through a similar sort of process. I think um, I think we're due for renewal around June or July time. Uh, so I'm definitely going to look to see what options there are in terms of switching. But until then, it is... Um, uh, it's three things. It is advertising, getting rooms filled. Um, it is um, getting the the management side up and running. So I know we've spoken about it, you know, quite a bit recently. Uh, I was doing a bit of uh, research today to see whether I can find someone on Fiverr to um, help me compile a, an email list off um, the council's license register. Um, so that we can start mail shotting um, people about HMO management services. Um, so I'm really keen on uh, getting that up and running. The website is coming along quite nicely, so um, that should all be finished later on this month uh, and ready for sort of beginning of Q2 launch, which which will be helpful. Um, and also, we've got an existing database of landlords in any case um, that we're going to start mail shotting to because uh, I know they have HMO properties on our patch. Um, to see whether they would be interested in uh, the service offering that we've got. So um, I will be picking your brains uh, separately in terms of an agreement um, for those services. But yeah, so filling rooms, management, and then um, outsourcing. Uh, so I've spoken with, uh, I'm still waiting for our, like an assigned VA to come back to start uh, dealing with our email management. Um, but I've spoken with uh, actually uh, my two property managers got in contact today saying kids are back at school, we're ready to work. I was like, yes, that's amazing. Um, and then the other side of the coin, and I'm just going to have to grab this um, this uh, doorbell, is uh, I've spoken with two other people regarding outsourced property management. So I'm really keen on getting those up and running. But for me, Steve, you can just carry on whilst I grab the door. I'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, so yeah, we appreciate uh, join us. Thanks very much for spending time. If you have any questions that to uh, answer, then by all means, uh, put your questions in, uh, in the chat box. Um, because we're, we're using StreamYard, we don't necessarily get to see your name. So if you want to press it with uh, putting your name in there, then we'll, we'll answer any questions uh, that, that people might have. So, uh, uh, oh, he's, Master of Ceremonies is back. Door answer. Back. Yes. Uh, doors answered, no one was there. Um, but yeah, so management, so outsourcing, like starting to uh, rebuild a team, which would be helpful to help um, uh, actually service these uh, management services. So I had I had a couple of really good conversations um, at the end of last week regarding that. And also I had quite an interesting conversation with um, my old cleaning company about offering a sort of 
combined package of you know management and maintenance and cleaning um, for HMO properties um, to see whether there's any scope in doing that sort of thing, like an all-in-one service, um, which I think would you know might be beneficial to offer as part of the management or as a separate package. So that's something to explore. Um, yeah, but sure. yeah, that's kind of it's been all that. It's been all that, which is nice to think about, you know, the opportunities rather than um, what the majority of my time has been focused on over the last sort of couple of months is, oh shit, you know, things haven't really worked out. <laughs> I need to, I need to reposition whatever's going on. Um, so yeah, it's quite nice to um, look at the other side of the coin right now, which is yeah. good. I definitely feel that we've turned a corner um things feel a bit more sort of optimistic it's almost a bit like uh we we've uh, been through the the center of the of the, of the forest and uh, on the horizon you can see sort of like the the, the other side uh, and there's there's a bit of light shining through so yeah. it certainly feels a little bit sort of, uh optimistic things certainly feel a bit sort of uh, lighter if you can use that expression um but um, yeah, a lot of businesses obviously been challenged over the last well year, and I think um, well, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. But I certainly feel that no. uh, we would certainly cross the threshold and we're going to a better place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, yeah, just manage. You know, Q two is going to be super important because that's when everything is supposed to start getting ramped up again and kickstarted. So we'll see how see how uh, the next three, three and a half months go. Um, but um, I'm sure it will be generally positive, which is good. So what have we got coming up this week? So um, this week's um, uh, really busy, actually. Um, we're sort of coming into um, gas safety check season as well. So, uh, so this week we've got uh, two gas safety checks going on. We've got a uh, fire alarm um, service happening uh, tomorrow. Um, we've got some pieces like we just had this morning. Uh, and I don't know if it's interesting or not, but um, uh, blockages with toilets and things like that. But this is just sort of like the, the, the stuff that you have to deal with. And, and this is where having a, a really good and strong sort of team around you is, is vitally important um, so that you can delegate a lot of this stuff and you don't necessarily uh, sort of have to be there. Um, Thursday, we're uh, back over to uh, Northampton because that's our Northampton day. So um, we've got uh, house checks to do, uh, got a couple of viewings uh, lined up. But so the, the main, main focus um, right now is just focusing on these rooms that are available, uh, getting those uh, getting those filled. Um, we always talk about having like an 8% void, uh, which we uh, routinely um, uh, take out. Uh, mm. that, that sort of sustained us sort of uh, going forward. Um, at some point, um, obviously, 100% um, occupancy is, is what we strive for. And I had a, I had a conversation with someone who said, um, so I don't understand uh, why you settle for sort of um, 90, 92% occupancy. And um, I just wanted to make that clearer because maybe it's been, uh, I've confused people. But we don't strive for 92% occupancy. We strive for 100% occupancy. But when mm. we put all of our um, finance together for the year, we, we base our um, 
operating profit off of 92% occupancy. So there's a there's an extra 8% in there that's um, going to either be uh, allowed for uh, um, or that will just filter straight through to the to the profit line at the bottom. So just make sure people were uh, clear on on how to use that void. We, we obviously want every possible moment. That's uh, that's the objective. But we. When we do our annual financials and our, our, um, our revenue plan, uh, we're basing it off of um, 2% occupancy because we know if we're going to make our 20% um, um, net profit off of 90%, we don't drop down below 90%. Uh, some occasions we do, some occasions we don't. And then we know that we're going to be um, okay using all of your operating costs off of 100% um, uh, occupancy, there's nowhere for you to go if, mm. for example, um, you're, um, if you have a, um, a run of rooms that you can't sell or if the number of um, potential customers in the marketplace drops for some reason um, or if um, or if it becomes um, non-usable for because of some sort of damage or flood or something like that never never base numbers off of 100% occupancy always do it on a lower amount so you're building that cushion I just wanted to um, uh, reiterate that and, and hopefully that makes sense does that make sense yeah absolutely absolutely I think um, uh, so. The void element we only started factoring in um, when we first started speaking ages ago. Um, we started factoring in those voids. Although I have to admit, over the last twelve months, even that eight percent is just not been there. Whatever cash reserves, yeah. whatever cash has been available, has gone to servicing, you know, servicing debt of of um, uh, one description or another. Um, but yeah, I think as as things start um, settling down. Uh, and we do get back to some sort of consistency with occupancy, although it, it might be at slightly lower rentals. I think one of the things that I've, I was um, uh, looking at early on today was um, obviously we've you know we've had to uh, negotiate um, some um, uh, some discounts with landlords at this moment in time, and you know we've we've discussed obviously a repayment plan and extending existing agreements and that kind of thing. I, I do. Think that once like we have a clear understanding of where the land lies, I think I do want to revisit that and see whether we can come up with a bit more of a sustainable um, proposal that the landlords can work with as well. So that that's something that will happen uh, later on this year. I'd like to say in like four, five, six months time. Once you know things settle down a little bit and we've actually we have actually come out of lockdown and you know whatever the new normal looks like is is in full effect. Um, but that's definitely something that I will look at then and revisit and see see what can be renegotiated. I think it will be you know be a difficult bridge to cross simply because clearly landlords don't want to have a reduced rental. But by the same token, you know taking into account um, circumstances as they are right now and how the market has changed, I think that's that would be the um, objective of, of those conversations. Um, so that you know we can uh, we can have more sustainability for the long term under existing arrangements. Wow, sounds like corporate, very corporate. <laughs> I just want to get some. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, but you know, just something that's going to be 
more reflective of the market at that time rather than reflective of the market as it was before all of this happened. Yeah, I think that's where. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the, um, come on, uh, the, the the challenge I think is, I mean, uh, we're we're all small businesses, right? Um, and um, there's no reason why we shouldn't. I mean, a lot of the policies and a lot of the procedures that that we put into our um, business sort of stem from um, uh, Jamie working for Reuters and and me sort of working for uh, for GE. Um, who are two massive companies worldwide. So what's good for us and um, uh, all of that sort of sustainability bit is, is definitely going to be um, more important going forward. Um, and uh, if, we can, uh, if we can make a small contribution in, in whatever way that might be, then uh, the should do so. So one of the things that we're looking at on, us, on the sustainability front Come to renew our um, utilities, um, particularly on the electric side. Um, we're looking at um, to seeing what impact um, uh, grid is uh, having. We're, we're talking. Uh, we had um, uh, had a, uh, an interview uh, on the podcast a couple of or about four or five weeks ago with an, um, a green energy expert. So. Um, yeah. If you haven't checked that out, certainly go back and, and take a look at that. In simple mm. things like um, if you're supplying refused uh, bin uh, bin liners for your houses, rather than choosing the, the black ones, um, uh, that's uh, the, the regular old bin liners, go look to see if you can um, get recyclable ones. So it all sort of breaks down. All these little things, light bulbs, um, see if you can use energy-saving light bulbs on... Um, uh, the, the sort of traditional ones. I know they're a bit more expensive, but in the long term, um, it, it will pay back. So every company I think, has a, a responsibility. Every household has a responsibility um, to uh, try and uh, reduce their carbon footprint. And it doesn't matter whether you're a, a, a big company or a company. Looking to see how um, we can positively impact on uh, that whole sustainability uh, agenda, I, I think, is a good thing, uh, and it will eventually it, it change everything overnight. But when you start to review these things, um, being able to um, uh, adopt those policies, in, and who knows, at some point in the future, um, it might be that an HMO license will have a sustainability element in it to try and help um, reduce the you may as well start thinking about these things now and get ahead of the curve rather than being reactive and uh, having these things forced upon you. Yeah, I think there's the overall that there is already a little bit of a sustainability angle with the waste management provision that, that were brought in, right? And the recycling and making sure we've got, you know, the right bins and the right rubbish goes in the right bins. So there's that's a very small uh, factor that's playing a role right now. But even some of the stuff that you, you mentioned um, during the Clubhouse chat earlier today about the you know the central heating and what was it hive or ther thermos thermostat was that i can't remember thermostat. what you mentioned that's it yeah, thermostat, thermostat. And even stuff like that you know making sure that usage is um of uh, energy is as and when it is required rather than you know just leaving it on and running leaving the heating on leaving the lights on yeah uh, all that kind of stuff um so yeah, yeah it all play big I'm going to put a post out just showing what our energy consumption has been in 2019 to 2020 and 
and really the the, the figures are uh, surprised me um, and you sort of think well if you think about it logically you shouldn't be surprised because as we said at the top of the show people are spending more time at home um, but that obviously has an impact on uh, on the rentals so if, if if people are going to be spending more time at home when, when we assess our uh, rent and we put our um, sort of uh, uh, we put a, an operating plan for each house together uh, at the end of the year to run through um, and obviously when you have your uh, energy consumption it's going to be a lot higher in the in the winter but it's going to be a lot lower during the summer and what you do is you run a rule straight through it and, and therefore you get an average so you're going to be spending more in the winter but uh, but you'll be spending less but the problem is that if you're um, if you're spending um, more, um, how is that going to be reflected in the rentals? Because you can't just go and charge, as one of uh, the questions was on the clubhouse uh, this morning, you can't just go and say, right, okay, this month we spent £200 extra on gas and electric, so I'm going to do it and you have to pay it. You can't do that. Yeah. an inclusive rental. So... So how do you um, how do you how do you account for that? Well, one is looking at your historic data and comparing last year with this year. I would have thought that this year is going to be more indicative of what it's going to be like going forward with uh, people working from home into their offices. It depends on your on your customer base as to what they can do. But what we're now doing is taking that information and starting to think about okay, um, what do we if people are going to spend more time in houses? And if the heating is going on a bit more, then what do we have to do to rents in order to uh, cover that cost? Because otherwise, if we don't cover that cost through the rents, then that's just going to come off of our uh, bottom line. And then it goes down to a point where you sort of, uh, if you're making minuscule profits or, or not making any profits, you then sort of turn around and say, well, well, why am I doing this? So it might seem a bit trivial uh, collecting a meter reading every month as part of your um, house checks but that data that you've used in a number of different ways most importantly how is it going to protect your business going forward and making sure that you've got enough provision in your rent to cover your utility costs yeah yeah that's true that's true well look steve i think um it's a nice little juncture to perhaps draw this episode of the hmo diaries to a close uh before yep. we end off have you got, I, I know we've, you know, sustainability is sustainability and energy consumption have uh, been really the highlights of um, this episode, closely followed by, you know, room advertising on spare room, et cetera, et cetera. Um, any wise words to finish off? Steve's last comment. No. Uh, Steve's final yeah, word. Uh, I, I think, um, uh, words, words for the white. So, uh, split that into two parts i think um if you're, if you're starting to get into uh, hmo management or rent to rent and and you are watching this episode and you've heard us go on about sustainability and energy consumption and all that type of stuff you might be sort of thinking well blimey i've not really thought about that but ultimately it's not difficult it's just knowing what you need to do um, and then going and, and doing it um, and, and therefore that sort of comes back to education so joining us on the on the clubhouse joining us on these sessions um, listening to the podcasts uh, maybe we should do an episode on sustainability now interesting um, yeah but um, but yeah the, the, the basis the basis um, are, are still the same 
you've got to be charging a rental that you're going to make a profit from. And if you don't understand what your cost base is, then how can you do that? So that's point number one. Um, point two, I think if you're um, uh, if you have a rent to rent company or uh, an HMO lettings where you're doing rent to rent, then um, certainly uh, offsetting uh, that uh, income as uh, that cost as by offering management services where you don't have to worry about um, meter readings and all that because that's taken care of by the by the owner um, has certainly helped us offset some of the additional costs um, that we've incurred uh, on our rent to rent side. More of a, a balance in that. So if you're looking to uh, go out and do rent to rent, then also consider the, the management services as well because I think having both sides of the coin certainly gives you more flexibility and options both on a revenue side and a, and a cost recovery side. Um, should uh, sh should you see your cost go up on the on the rent to rent? So um, that's what I would say. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, nice, nice one. Um, yeah, completely agree. Um, multiple streams and all that. Um, but look, guys, um, as Steve mentioned, don't forget to um, tune into the HMO Experience Property Podcast. New episodes drop every Monday. We're also now posting the HMO Diaries um, on. Wednesdays and we have a new feature five minute Fridays which recaps previous episodes of um, the HMO experience in five minute bite-sized chunks for you to digest on the go club join if you're on clubhouse join uh, the HMO experience property club room 1 p.m every Monday as well and um, other than that head over to the HMO experience.co.uk website download a bunch of free resources if you're looking to start on your own HMO property journey Ah, that just leaves me to say, um, hope you guys have uh, an amazing week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from Steve and Monty. Yeah, say goodbye, Monty, everyone. <laughs> Go on, Monty. <laughs> See you guys See you later. Guys. See you next week. Bye.